Yes, I hear bay waters lapping with low sounds by the shore. And that can mean only one thing. Cousin Rick is calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, RT. Happy spring. Yes, happy spring. And it's a lovely uh, spring day here in uh, Northern California, and it's pouring rain. It's beautiful. Oh. It's a wonderful thing. We, we have a lovely spring day, and it's all sunshine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep, in the, in the high 50s, and uh, we're waiting for, uh, well, some of the uh, things are sprouting from the ground, and it seems like the rabbits are eating everything. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And uh, I, I understand uh, that Dara said she saw the, her, her first robin of the spring. You know, so that's a, a good sign, you know. Yes, although they don't tend to migrate much anymore with the climate change. They yeah. they seem to be rather uh, corpulent. They're rather robust around here. <laughs> and uh, they, they, they seem to be fairly large and uh, prepared for the winter. Yes, I guess so. All right. Well, do you have a ride of the week for us? Okay. Yeah, we've gone from the last week. The ride of the week was the lightning pickup truck, and we've mm-hmm. gone to uh, kind of the other end of the electrified vehicle spectrum here. We have the Sienna minivan, the platinum all-wheel drive edition hybrid. So this is a hybrid minivan. It's not a plug-in, but it's a hybrid. And it comes in a very striking blueprint color. It's a deep blue metallic. Looks very nice. Okay. And it's got a 2.5 liter four-cylinder engine, which with the electric motor comes in at a total of, I don't know, it's just slipped, 245 combined horsepower, which is pretty good for a minivan. Okay. And the fact that it's a hybrid gives you EPA numbers of 35 miles per gallon city, 36 highway for a combined number of 35 miles per gallon, which is pretty good for a minivan considering uh, most of them on the internal combustion engine get uh, a lot less than 30 miles per gallon. You're lucky to get in the low 20s. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that's an advantage here. And being the Platinum Edition, we've got some uh, really nice features here, okay? And it's got the one, one feature I like. It, it, it's, uh, this one has two seats in the front, two captain's chairs in the center, and they're on a special rails. They can go really far, far back and far forward. You've got a lot of freedom of moving those for... Mm for room behind them, and then you have three-row seating in the back that folds almost into the floor, so you get a fairly flat cargo area there. But say you're, you're going along with seven people in the minivan, and you, uh, it might be kind of hard to see out the rear view uh, the mirror, mm-hmm. the, the rear view mirror, but it's got the panoramic rear view mirror, which is essentially... You can just flip a switch on it, and it goes to the rear-view camera, and it puts that image on the mirror. Mm-hmm. So whether it's it, it, as if nobody is in the car because you're looking at the rear-view camera up 
on your mirror there. Mm-hmm. So that that's good if you've got a crowd in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I find when I'm looking at the rear view camera image, you have to focus on the mirror rather than uh, your focus at infinity, which you would see in a normal mirror. Mm-hmm. So that's something you've got to get used to. But mm-hmm. some of the other features here, it's got a JBL 12-speaker audio system, four-zone climate control, that uh, driver, front passenger, second row, and third row. Hmm. And uh, the second row is, uh, I said, the captain's chairs with what they call super long slide feature. So it goes a lot of freedom to go back and forth. And the platinum option, the rear seat entertainment system, is a high-def entertainment system with a almost 12-inch display. Okay, that's a uh, $1,400 option. And there's also, uh, it's an option there, a $300 option. You get a 1,500-watt inverter, which means that you power two 120-volt AC outlets in the vehicle Mm. so that it's all-wheel drive. You can go... You can't really go radically off-road, but, you know, you can go to picnic ground and then plug in your uh, whatever stereo system you want and uh, into the AC outlets and uh, have a great party out in the woods and annoy the bears. That sounds good. And then, (laughs) right, okay. And let's see. So the base suggested retail price is $51,605 with the options... And delivery it comes out fifty five three twenty five, which considering the the average price of a car today is it around in the mid forties if you can believe that. So for the versatility and the luxury, it's really nice inside. You think you're in a luxury car, mm. and uh, so it's not that unreasonable. So that's the this week's ride of the week. The Sienna Platinum all-wheel drive hybrid. All right. Sounds sweet. And uh, let's see, anything else automotive today? Oh, yes. Our friends at uh, iccars.com have come up with the uh, top 10 used cars that have experienced the greatest price drops over the last year and over the last six months. Mm -hmm. And also, they've also looked at the vehicles that, have not dropped in price of more demand, but uh, you can go to the iccars.com website and get the full Megilla here on all of this. But it's interesting that the, we'll just highlight some of the features here, that the number one used vehicle over the last six months with the greatest price drop percentage-wise is the Tesla Model 3. Mm-hmm. The average... 2023 price is just over 41000 which is a drop from uh, six months ago of over $11,000, which is a 21% drop, okay? And it seems some of the electric vehicles they, that might have been fairly high in used car prices, people have started not wanting to pay those because of uh, the tightening economy. Mm. Although used uh, plug-in hybrid vehicles or hybrid vehicles have kept their price because the 
cost of gasoline hasn't come down all that much. And over the last year, it was higher. So, well, it's come down somewhat. So there's that factor that keeps their prices higher. But there, there's a lot of economic and forces at play here. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have a Musk Minute by any chance? Yes, we've got a Musk Ooh, Minute. All right. Okay, the latest from Elon here. He now says that the flight of the first starship, the orbital flight, will be no earlier than the third week in April. Mm. So that's uh, kind of precise for him. Mm. But who knows? Okay. That, uh, you know, SpaceX plays it tight to the vest with what uh, changes they make. They tend to make a lot of changes as they go along rather than freeze the design and then go with it and put the changes all in on a design later. So we'll have to see if, in fact, the third week in April is uh, the charm for launching the Starship. Yeah. Should be exciting see, to see, though. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we know NASA has picked Starship for landing on the moon. Hmm. In, uh, well, they still say, keep saying 2025, but if you believe that, i got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn right. there. Right. But... If we get there by the end of the decade, okay, and hopefully we won't have to speak Chinese when we get there to, <laughs> to the people who meet us. But further along in uh, space news there, a company, Axios, has received a contract from NASA to come up with the new spacesuit for exploring the moon, and that was unveiled in the last week. Okay, it's a a suit that is versatile enough, it's flexible enough, it, it has more comfort, it uh, is accommodating more body types, more different sized people, and male, female. And you enter the suit, you don't uh, put on the pants and then put on the top, so to speak, but you get into it from the back. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you, I don't know if you saw pictures of this, but they... Uh, unveil this and i'm looking at these pictures it it kind of looks neat you know it's a black suit with like orange joints kind of looks like something out of star wars or anything and then mm-hmm. when you realize okay they want to land on the moon in say near the south pole which is where they're targeting the first mission where they think there might be water in craters that have been mostly out of the sun because the, the low sun angle in the rim of the crater. Okay? But if you realize in uh, thermodynamics, black, like the color of the suit, would radiate the heat away from the body of the astronaut in, in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, you say, what's with that? And then also, you know, black is a good heat conductor. Right both input and output, and then if they, if, it was, if they were on a sunny spot, they'd really heat up and uh, you know, get kind of hot. And mm-hmm. then it turns out that the, the orange and uh, black suit, was, it was just a covering they put on the suit for kind of like a style thing to get some attention. The actual suit <laughs> will be white, just like they've been in the past. So the, the, like the Apollo suits. Yeah. Tricky, tricky bastards. <laughs> well, it's all marketing, you know. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see. What else do you have for us? Okay. Let's see. The news from the Chinese Academy of Sciences, and uh, they you you note that glass is very recyclable. It's a, it's like a hundred percent recyclable, but they say that only a third of the glass that can be recycled, a third of the glass we use gets recycled, okay? So they've come up with a biodegradable glass made from amino acid or peptides, and this glass will decompose within, depending on what the, the bacteria in the, in the soil might be, or that the glass is exposed to, could be, oh, in, say, nine months, it will it'll decompose. So kind of interesting there to take care of that problem. But then again, at the same time, uh, you want, say, a soda in a bottle that uh, might be on the shelf for a little long, start, start leaking. So uh, we'd have to see what, uh, how that pans out. All right. Well, what, what else do you have for us? Okay, well, to wrap up here... We've uh, NASA announced that they've learned that Venus is volcanically active. Okay, by looking at some data from the radar spacecraft that was around Venus in uh, oh in the 90s, they compared data in a certain volcan uh, around two volcanoes, and they found just six months apart the terrain in certain areas has changed, that volcanic vents have opened up and there's, uh, the, the geology and the contours of the area have changed, which indicates that there was a lava flow in this region. Mm. And so now we know that you know Venus indeed is having a volcanism and probably plate tectonics and so on. So we can study that with the radar images in a, in a planet that uh, has no uh, liquid oceans covering parts of its surface. Hmm. And so that was the uh, Magellan spacecraft. Hmm. Now, when, when does the, the, the Magellan uh, fly? Well, this was in the, the data they looked at was from Magellan in the 90s, but, you right. know, these spacecraft give us so much data that, uh, you know, you can't look at it all at once. And they were going, you know, combing the data and mm. saw this. And uh, it's kind of interesting. Like in only six months apart, they found uh, you could see the see the difference. Mm. So, but other than that, you wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. With the, the toxic pretty, pretty atmosphere hot. that's yeah. uh, that. It's hot, hot, toxic, and high pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah. as I say, that uh, it could be a model for what the, will be the fate of the Earth if we don't uh, act pretty quickly. You know? so. Right. And then also something else happens. We might look like Mars with the, where we lose the atmosphere. But, uh, right. you know, it, it's interesting how uh, you can parse this data. Mm -hmm. Although that, uh, you know, with Venus being such a hostile environment, there's been some missions proposed that we would have vehicles that would be like dirigibles or balloons that could go in the Venusian atmosphere and 
go around the planet and do a survey of the atmosphere and the ground and so on and maybe get a lot of data. They even talked about uh, having those as uh, crewed missions where uh, you'll have astronauts aboard. Hmm. Uh, the return of the dirigible. <laughs> right. Well, maybe we can get a Chinese balloon over there. <laughs> we'll get the Goodyear. <laughs> okay, what, what else do you have for us today? Oh, that's a wrap. Oh, that's a wrap. Okay. That's a wrap for today. All right. Well, you going to say it? <laughs> Glad we could get together. Be well. All right. Glad we could get together. And that was Cousin Rick calling from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature, <laughs> like regular feature of the Utopian Dream. 